Welcome everybody to Scarves and Spikes. Guys, single digits. Single digits away. I'm ready. It's getting close. So am I. Welcome in, everyone. How's it going? It's going good. It's going busy. It's going busy is what it is. Mm. I'm being honest. Are Um, you talking about Valentine's Day? Yeah, man. What'd you guys do, by the way, for (laughs) Valentine's Day? You didn't get the joke, but okay, we're we're here for it. Yeah, it's busy. Okay, I pulled my back out, so that's not for that's not for me. So, uh, I I I went to a concert. I saw a group called Neck Deep, a pop punk band uh, Mm. from Wales, and went with the family, Mm. and that was that was my time hanging out with my kids. But we uh, we made we made fondue. That was it was good. We had like different kinds of cheese and chocolate and. All kinds of stuff to dip in the cheese and chocolate. We had steak and uh, brats, beer brats, and different sweets, donut holes, and the whole. It was good. It was it was fun. Sounds good. We uh, we had our Valentine's last weekend, but uh, actual Valentine's Day I was at trivia. So it was me, and my girlfriend, and some of our friends who went out to trivia. It's pretty pretty busy. Did but, you win? Yeah, we had a good time. We came in third. Okay, but Ooh. it was like two points separated. First, second, and third. Dang. So we came close. <laughs> well, but, happy um, third place. Well, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, nine days. We're 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 there. We're one preseason game away. To talking about the real stuff. We are only let's see, six days away from Miami being out of compliance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring it up. That. <laughs> so if you're celebrating the MLS season starting, it starts next Wednesday. And uh, right now they're out of compliance. Uh-oh. We'll see. people. by the way. Yeah, right? It's but, weird, man. It's weird. I'm sorry. It's just a weird situation. Like, because it, we knew this was coming for a long time now. The monopoly money ran out a long time ago. Like they're they're cutting up strips of paper at this point to to figure out where the garbage bucks have to go. I'm sorry, but like it's not a surprise. I'm just curious yeah. to see which which MLS exec it was. Mm. That's interesting. If you saw yeah. our tweets, <laughs> we we might know who it is. Right. <laughs> that was probably one of my favorite tweets I've ever done. I was just like reading well it, and I was like, <laughs> "Well done, Mike Bell from 1999." The game liked it, by the way. So, as you guys saw, and informed yeah. me, informed us in the in our text thread. <laughs> but um, we shall see. That's interesting. We shall see what happens. Yeah, and we'll get into it next week. But like you said, we're going to be busy here for the next. Uh, I mean. Until November, when you know November December, when we win MLS Cup, right? That's right. But we're gonna have a lot of yeah. content coming out here on the next couple weeks. Some extra stuff that we're gonna be doing. But as always, check out our Patreon, patreon.com backslash scarves and spikes. Uh, what we're gonna be doing there? We've got our Discord. We've got the Discord up and running. We've had it running for a while. We've got a great crew. Uh, we're gonna be talking throughout the matches on there. Uh, you know, and just during the week, we just chat. We were talking about this Miami situation last week. We talk a little about everything, video games, anything you want to talk about in there. You want to talk to some Atlanta United fans and, and get some instant 
feedback from these two when they go to uh, training. They're bringing that up to you right away. Great place to check. You also get oh. discounts on our store, which is on scarvesandspikes.com, on our Etsy store. Uh, Tyler's got the one of the hats. I've got one of the hats. Oh, and Sydney's uh, mentally, I, he's got a he's got an undershirt. I got to get my. I'll get mine. It's on. It, it, he's working on guys. it. Yeah, I'm working on it. I also brought this for show and tell just because. It got the hoodie as well. There you go. Yeah. All right, infomercials Going over. <laughs> yeah, we got our infomercial over. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be having fun. Spaces are gonna be back. We're gonna talk about that next week. That's one of our favorite things. That's how we started. So we're gonna be getting back into that next Saturday. You guys are gonna have to handle because I will be in Columbus parting a little too hard, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, we're 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 excited, and I guess the first thing that we've got to get into is Thriving Thursday. Thriving. Thursday. We can't say. We can't say winning Wednesday. It's not Wednesday. It's not Wednesday. And I, well, it's not Wednesday. It's not winning Wednesday. It's not anything. It's thriving Thursday. We thrived. Was that off the top of your head? Nothing. Or have you been? Have you been looking this for a minute? Or was that like just out of left field? There were some weird. I was trying to think of some good adjectives that began with T, and there were some weird ones that I came up with. I, like, with... I was practicing this in the shower. And yeah, this thriving. We're thriving. There, there was like another it. one. There was. I like it. Yeah, I won't. After the after dark one, I'll I'll tell you the word that I okay. that I I'm accidentally that came one. up with. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I, I uh, yeah, two nothing win. I, I'm just really quick. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I gotta give no, a quick shout out to Henry. Speaking of the Discord thing, we didn't talk about this beforehand because it's still getting built up. But Henry has got the uh, the fantasy league. That he is getting set up, so that's another Patreon thing. Uh, yep. Get on the get on the Patreon, get on the Discord, and come join a fantasy league and be regaled by all the wonderful team right. names <laughs> that are already popping up. Tommy, anyway, carry on. I, I'm so sorry. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. On the spot. <laughs> hey, that's a, that's another thing for MLS After Dark. Yes. <laughs> so two nothing win. I, you know, get, like I said, I'm ready for this preseason to be over it's fun watching these games and i'm very appreciative of Atlanta united showing them this is the most preseason coverage that we've ever had so i'm happy to be able to see that but man i I swear every time i turn it off i've never watched the full one i'll just be honest every time i turn it off they score goals like that's i feel like that's the rule of like you know like when i watch hockey oh i walk away there's a goal no, this preseason, I walk away. There's two goals just back-to-back. Every time I've texted you guys, I'm out, guys. I can't watch this anymore. They end up scoring a goals. Uh, but Firmino and Tiare end up scoring 2 nothing. You guys got your dream, clean sheet, which is something that we've been begging for, right? Yeah. What do you guys th- what do you guys think of the match? I, I mean, I'm glad Firmino scored, but I didn't think he had a good game. And... I feel like if this is this could just be me saying this, but you know, let me know. I mean, reach out. You know our Twitter and all that, our X accounts and stuff like that. You know where to find me. I feel He's like friend of the show. <laughs> He's a friend of the show. I understand. No, I mean, I I, I feel like people and there's gonna be a lot of expectations being put on Nick because of what he did in MLS Next Pro. I want to see it in the regular season 
is terrific. I'm and I'm glad he scored in the preseason. I mean, he he was a little shaky, and he has been this preseason. I don't know if it's just him getting his legs underneath him, getting used to training more with the first team or anything like that. I'm not knocking him at all. I mean, really enjoyed our interview with him a few weeks ago, and if you didn't see it, please go back and watch. But I want to just be fair to him and get people in the mind enough. You know, he's essentially a rookie in MLS. I mean, he'll be getting a lot of time, presumably, uh, with the first team, with Almada God. He, for all intents and purposes, is the backup at the number 10. And I don't want people to put too much expectations on him and say, you know, he scored, you know, what, 13, 14, 15 goals in MLS Next Pro. He won the Golden Boot in MLS Next Pro. He's going to be a star, bona fide star in MLS. It's an adjustment for a lot of players. And it's a high, higher level of competition, of course. It's a different league, different players. Uh, professional players who you're going up against week in, week out. So I hope that this is just a warming up period for Nick. I mean, he should have finished maybe a chance or two more against Tampa Bay. So hoping that he kind of has kind of the yips out of him, you know, and that this is kind of a springboard for him to do big things for Atlanta United because he'll be counted on a lot, I, I would assume. Um in place of Almada, if Almada can't go for whatever reason. And, you know, Almada will be gone, of course, in the summer. And Lady and I will be putting in a permanent number 10 in his place, I think so. So, we, um, yeah, I just hope that the expectations are kind of managed for Nick. Um, I see Zil saying, I'll be surprised if he gets minutes consistently at MLS. I mean, he's not going to start every night, obviously, but, you know, he'll get, like, his share of appearances, but I don't want people to think right off the bat if he doesn't perform, he's a bust. Give him time. Give him time to get adjusted. Give him time to get to know MLS. Granted, he scored on his debut last year, but give him time to get to know MLS on a more consistent basis when he's out there. But get on him from scoring. I mean, again, didn't think he had a great game against Tampa Bay. That's okay. But get on him for scoring, and hopefully that's a confidence builder. I'm moving into... Kansas City on Saturday. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but that's just kind of my two cents. What do you guys think? Agree, disagree? So <laughs> I, I'm i going to disagree. Um, I got to defend my guy a little bit. I think Nick Firmino, you do have to set some expectations, right? Nick Firmino, first of all, is not traditionally even a number 10. He is, he is an eight. He's a forward facing eight. He's like a, I can't say a nine because it's a different position. He's a, he's an in-between eight and a 10, but he can play up and down the spine of the midfield, but I think he's most dangerous in that number 10 spot. And yeah, right now he's the de facto second number 10 behind Tiago Almada. And that's okay. That's not necessarily an issue because I do think while there are plenty of other number 10 attributes that he'll need to work on, I think he's got a lot of the basics, a lot of the fundamentals down. I mean, the guy, he's he's all over the field. Um, he's getting into the right positions in the box. He's there to help score. 
his finishing is 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 pretty solid. I mean, he's he's definitely you know, he's missed some shots here in the preseason. But I think he 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 has the the building blocks of somebody that can come in. And I'll give you yeah. a, another hot take. I know we we had our show, uh, we did our season preview episode the other day and we did hot takes and we've done them on Patreon. My other hot take, I think in all competitions I will give Nick Firmino three goals this season. That's fair. Um, that's more than fair. So I, I just think. Well, Sydney just said he was going to score negative six. <laughs> <laughs> hey, drinking the haterade over here, right? I, I I just think, yeah, yeah. But what you said was was absolutely accurate. I think yes, he is a rookie in MLS. That's a fact. That's not. I mean, that's a fact. Like he hasn't played in many MLS minutes, but he scored twice in the preseason. He's had opportunities that he just hasn't put away. So 90% of the battle is, is one right there. The mindset's there. I know from talking to the guy and doing the, the interview with him. And we had the interview here on scarves and spikes. I did the exclusive with him on dirty South soccer. Like the dude, he puts his nose, to the grindstone and he's going to do what it takes to get better. Yeah. And I would like to see him learn from Tiago Amada while Tiago Amada is here. And I do think that he can, he can absolutely be a serviceable, solid MLS midfielder. And I, I'm excited now. Right. I could come back and bite me by saying that, but I just I think I'm right on this one. No, I, I just don't want people to go crazy. You know, now, I guess yes, that's what now, I'm saying. Unfair expectations. Yeah, exactly. That's what, I was, that. that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, for sure. But Like Jackson Conway? Well, I don't know if no, people no. place really unfair expectations on Jackson Conway. They knew what they would get from him. I just think he never got an opportunity in the first team. But, but he did, though. I mean, not, not yeah. a lot. Not a lot. The whole I mean, Joseph here. Yeah, but outside of that, like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I feel like he did. I feel like he, he was stuck in that purgatory, though. He just never yeah, could break through this. At the very least, he, he never took that next step, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. He never took that next step. And, you know, unfortunately, it didn't work out. Ultimately, he's gone elsewhere so but yeah i think he took a step backwards for sure i you know i I joked around about the negative goals but i do think that he took a step uh backwards there because he just didn't do much unfortunately and but with that he was also on some bad teams we got to remember that yeah some of those teams weren't very good you know didn't matter who was who was up there there wasn't a lot going on but So MVP of the season of Atlanta United, Nick Firmino. So Tiari, our backup striker, right? We haven't had a very successful one. We've never Tito? had a very successful one. Tito? Yeah, I was going to say since Tito. Yeah. yeah. Since Tito... How do you feel about him now? Because a few games into the preseason, people were not happy. They were not happy with a lot of his touches, his finishing, and still didn't get better in those couple of games. But it's it started to improve, right? I think goals and back-to-back, right? Yeah. So you know you're going to be missing Yakamakis for quite a few games. How do you feel about him going into the season as the backup? I'm just trying to think real quick, though. I'm sorry, Sydney. Really quick, was it? Uh-huh. it he had he had the the one in this match, 
But then he had the one in the match before that was like not really his. It was more of an own goal, but he was in the right place. Yeah. And yeah. then he had the one before yeah. that in Athens. So three. Two, so two and a half, three. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Two I, had to, I had to make sure I was thinking right. Carry on, Sydney. No, two point no, Yeah. <laughs> two and third. No, I was going to say um, he's got to play. I mean, he had a little bit of a concussion issue last year. And I don't know if we saw quite enough of him to really make a judgment on him either way last year when he came in again. He had the injury at the end of the season. Um, but he played 46 minutes, guys, across four, comp- four appearances. I mean, that's barely anything. So I don't know. Again, I don't have an opinion on him coming out of 2023 now going into preseason he um yeah he he had his moments he's had his moments and you know he had like we said we kind of joked about two and a third two and a half two point four goals what have you but he's found himself in a good place in good places you know he's found a nice little groove in preseason now granted it's preseason and you can't take too too much away from it, but at the same time, I feel like with some time to really gel with this team, gel with the rest of the attack, um, where he wasn't able to last year because he came in the middle of the season, like Saba, Shande, and Tristan, he he and he was behind has, all of them. Yeah, he's behind all of them. Yeah, he he's able to show in the preseason at least that. You no, know, he could be a serviceable backup, and you know, again, we haven't had that since Tito. I mean, and granted, Tito, his natural position was a striker, but still, he delivered in a big way when Joseph was hurt. I think with TRA, this is a big opportunity. We talked about Yakimaka is going to be gone for Euros. Um, can TRA be that striker that Lady United needs in that moment to continue to keep the attack running and? If not, this team is, is going to be in trouble. So I think he's had a decent preseason and a lot to build. And I think as he gets his feet underneath him, gets more playing time, especially with the first team, or especially with um, in the regular season, he'll grow even more into the team. So looking forward to seeing what he does and how he built. Uh, like I said, a pretty solid or a pretty decent preseason. Not a great preseason, not a terrific preseason, but decent. I mean, he's been pretty good okay so one more one more player i want to talk about here and he, and he came in as a sub for gregerson our interview coming up later on noah cobb now jason longshore has been shooting this guy to the moon if you're if you watch any of these these youtube uh, presentations that they have out there. I mean, he he's saying he's MVP pretty much every game. Now, defense is obviously the biggest issue with this team over the past few years. How do you feel about Noah Cobb? Tyler, I know you just interviewed him a couple hours ago. So you're... you're... I'm on the spot. <laughs> yeah, you're, 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 you're BFFs. And, he, yeah. and he's watching right now. He's watching. Yeah, he might be. Yeah. So... I don't know. He's probably having fun down in South Florida right now, to be fair. But um, no, no, the whole team is gathered around here right now. (laughs) All right. They're gathered around watching this 
We've got Nick Firmino already upset at Sydney, right? He's just staring. Rock, paper, he won't stop staring at that part. Off at Sydney. The rock, paper, scissors champion. Yeah, Tyler exactly. Wolf is going to be over there trying to determine which golf course he's taking the team to after this. And then Noah is going to be waiting to hear with bated breath what we have to say about him. <laughs> um, no, I, I think to be completely fair, I think Noah has stood out to me in the best ways in every preseason match that he's played in he is playing i think beyond what i expected him to do coming into this season and i expected him to do really well i expected him to to take that next step and he's he's got the right i think group of people around him to learn from it's 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 a big thing when, and, and I know everybody has their own opinions about Carlos Bocanegra, but it's a big thing when a guy that was a men's national team defender calls you out and says specifically, this kid has national team written all over him. And I think what I've seen so much this year that's really impressed me is not so much of the physical attributes because the kid, the dude's way faster than you would expect. And he showed that in, in a couple of moments in the preseason, but he's putting out fires like a veteran. But he was playing mentally mature, and he was doing the things that needed to be done. Well, he wasn't perfect. He's not perfect. He's you know he has Derek Williams coming to him and saying little things, and he's um, you know the coaching staff is talking to him after. But you'll hear a lot about his preseason and his off season in the interview coming up in a little bit. But I don't disagree with him being named the MVP of the preseason at all. I think he's been good to see i think it's been refreshing and i think it should be exciting for atlanta united fans to know that you have him kind of waiting in the background he's going to get minutes this year he's not going to get a ton he's similar to nick Firmino, i'm sure in terms of how many minutes he'll actually get but he, you'll see him this year and i i think he'll continue to impress i'm excited about it can he build on it the regular season against mls competition is still seeing in the comments um, how can he do? Um, we, he talked about the Columbus game last year, his MLS debut, and how uh, things just really went south. Uh, none, none of that can be blamed on him. I mean, let's be fair. Yeah. Um, but Star Wars night. Right. Freaking Star <laughs> But um, he, he started 2024 <laughs> with a clean slate, essentially. And, you know, he's 18 years old, so he's still young, but he'll get his moments, he'll get his opportunities. With the first team, especially if and when Gregerson um, has to go away from international duty with Norway, he'll get his chances. Um, I don't know if he'll get a lot of appearances. You have Abram, you have Gregerson as your starters. You have Williams behind him um, as a Cobb is behind them. So there's your four right there, and then... I mean, you're pretty much set in that position. You have some other talent coming through. You have Morales as well. So that's that's your group in the center back position. And Zilf, thank you for your comment. Talking about asking us what the center back depth chart looks like. Yeah, Rob Gregerson starting, Williams, and then Cobb, and then Morales is what I think. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Gregerson and Williams. You think Williams is going to start over at Abrams? I think so. Interesting. Interesting. You guys want to bet your beards on this? 
Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> one day, one of you are going to feel, or me, is going to feel so confident in something. Uh-huh. We're going to bet a beard. Gonna, are you going to bet your beard over it? Oh, sure. Oh, not this one. No, I don't feel confident. Zilf, Zilf knows ball. He knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> not that you don't, Sydney. I don't know. I, I do think that's the toss-up side for sure. I just I like what I've seen out of Derek. I think he's done done really well. And that's not to say Abram has done bad, but I just like what I've seen out of Derek, personally. Henry say Williams has a press during preseason. I think he's making it tougher for the the shoes. I mean, that's a good problem to have. Yeah. Um maybe doesn't reflect the best out of Brahm. Not to say he's had a bad preseason, but again, that's good. A good problem to have. And the thing with Williams is he's an MLS veteran. He has more time in MLS than William or Abram does. So not to I mean, mention he's got a Aston few. Villa. Say again. I said not to mention over, over in Aston Villa as yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. And um, he got a little, a few not so good reviews. We were starting with DC United, but I mean, how much of that is his fault? Them struggling. So, I wouldn't be mad though with Williams starting over. You know who um, else got a really bad review at DC? Who did? Miguel Berry. Miguel Berry, who scored a preseason, by the way. I just had to see Tommy's face. (laughs) 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 He's gone. He's gone. don't tag me. Don't tag me and Barry stuff. <laughs> you monsters. I don't need I don't need to be tagged in everything. Oh, Barry sneezes. Does tag Tommy in it. I don't Two need it. Goals. I open I open my phone and it's just the little eye things, and I'm like, what is this? And I see it's from a galaxy tweet. I knew exactly. Exactly. Uh, Damn it. Anyway. Well, defense is going to be the topic uh, here because there was an interview that came on. And, you know, whenever we, we, we talk about things all the time here and, you know, it's just the three of us and, you know, all, all the other fans that you know, listen to us on a on a weekly basis. And I feel like when we talk about things and then the national media then talks about it later, I feel like. We know what's up, right? And then maybe yep. they're just watching us and, and copying it. But Hercules Gomez on ESPN put that Gonzalo Pineda is on the hottest of seats right now as MLS coaches go. And he said, defensively, is the biggest concern, right? This team, you know, got in the playoffs, didn't make it, allowed the most goals, then allowed the third most goals last year. And now he goes into the season with a ton of talent. Is he on the hot seat? Which I don't, I don't know if hot seat's the right word, right? I don't know. And jump in here if if you think we, that it is. I mean, talked, he, you know, we have we we've talked about it a lot, yeah. but you know, now that it's getting brought up again here, and then you've got ESPN talking about it. You know, their big thing was Garth Lagerwey hasn't been able to hire a coach. You know, in in ten years, right? Yeah. He hasn't been able to go out, and he's the superpower Atlanta United. I think that was their you know, their term there can go out and he can go make his, his stamp on this team himself by going to pick his own manager. Real sub race. 
Right? <laughs> He's available. <laughs> no, but we, we've talked about this before. Pineda has no excuse. And I agree to some extent with Herc. Pineda has no excuse, right? He has talent in the midfield with Sleesh, Gregerson coming in, got in good reviews for his time um, overseas. Um, Saba, Shande came in that season, did very well. Um, Yakimakis almost won Golden Boot. So you have, um, you have McCarty coming in as well. Veteran presence in the midfield won't start, but a veteran presence in the midfield. Uh, William Bosch, Slish. I already mentioned Slish, but William Bosch, Slish. Um, and then again, Gregerson. So you have so many new faces in so many key positions for Atlanta United. I think the only question is how will they adjust? And if they can just gel right right off the bat, this is going to be a really good team. If they adjust and gel, and Lady Knight is still facing the problems that they're still facing, then they're going to struggle, of course. And I think you have to have a serious talk about Pineda coming back in 2025. I mean, we talked about it already, like I said. Um, mid-season is going to tell a lot about this team. And if this team is struggling and languishing mid-season, I don't think Garth will have any issue pulling the plug. So I wouldn't say he's on the hottest of seats, but I will say he's without excuse at this point in time. And yeah. Do you want to read Omar's comment? Yeah, yeah. Um, you brought it up. So go ahead and read. I was going to bring it up. If oh, you okay. Did. Well, yeah. Omar saying, Omar saying, can we define, can y'all define hot seat? Does it mean he'll get fired at the first chance or he just won't be renewed? I mean, at this point in time, yeah, if, you know, they've, do go south and it gets to be middle of the season. I think he just let him go. You don't own that. You wouldn't owe him that much money at that point. Uh, but you don't want him going in as a lame duck coach at the final half of the season if you're struggling. Um, I think, yeah, this team has to come out. I'm not I'm not going to say like run the table over the first seventeen matches or anything like that, but has to come out a much better way than it did last year. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing about last year is they actually came out pretty hot, but then, then it got roller coaster E, you know, it was very up and down and there was no consistency at all. I don't know that it's the hot seat because like Omar said, I don't, you have to define hot seat. Hot seat to me means like, like a firing is imminent. Arthur Smith. Yeah, yeah, that that was a hot seat for sure. Um, we're we're giving Tommy some blood pressure issues tonight. Yeah. Uh, but but here's the thing, you know, I, I understand what what Hercules is saying, but I also think like one the the point about Garth Lagerway, and we've mentioned it, we talked about it on here, we talked about it on the spaces. I mean, that's an assumption that he wants to bring in somebody. Like it would make sense, and I understand the assumption. But it's an assumption that he's just like chomping at the bit to bring in his own head coach. You know, we don't know that for sure, because I think ultimately he just wants whoever's there, whether he put them there or not, to be successful. Because if that's happening, then he looks good, too. So I just I'm kind of whatever about that, because it was mentioned like, oh, you know, he's been in, in this position since 2014 and has never hired his own head coach. Cool. If my head coach happened to be Pep Guardiola when I took over. I'm not trying to, you know, and I'm not comparing him to Pep Guardiola. Let's get that out of the way now. But like, 
I'm not going to go make a change just to make a change. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think by default, you can look at Atlanta and you can look at Pineda. And if you want to determine or define it as a hot seat, then fine. But you have to look at what happened last year, because it's kind of by default that he's the one that would have the highest expectations on him because all the other ones actually got fired last year <laughs> or let go. There were 11 head coaches in MLS that got fired last year. So what? 11. Montreal. So you had Hernan Lasada fired. You had Christian Latanzio gone. Wayne Rooney. I mean, he he left. Well, he walked. Immediately now got a new yeah. coaching job, and he's already gone from that one. Adrian Heath. Oh, he's an MMA fighter now. Get it? Or a boxer. <laughs> um, Bruce Arena. That was a weird situation. Whatever. Robin Frazier at Colorado. Uh, Gio Savarese, like you mentioned, uh, Bob Bradley at Toronto, Phil Neville at Miami, Ezra Hendrickson at Chicago, Gerhard Stuber at the Rebels. So there's your ones that were gone last year. M- almost all those teams were not good last year. Yeah, especially Toronto. <laughs> yes. But like Atlanta wasn't bad last year. Atlanta could have been better, yeah. I think. I do. Yeah. But. I don't know that you can define what's happening right now as a hot seat. Now, like you said, we're having this conversation come July. League's and it's cup. still not dead set that like Atlanta is where it needs to be under Gonzalo Pineda. Then we're having a whole different conversation for sure. Sure. Yeah. I, you know, Matt brings up a point here and I've had this feeling a couple years ago when everyone was saying we need to sack Pineda after we did make the playoffs, right? How much appeal is the head coach job here with all the turnover? That was a concern of mine because everybody was calling for Pineda that season. I, I know there were a lot of injuries, but people wanted him out right away. And like, you just can't keep moving on from guys six months in a year in, right? A little over a year in. And that has been my concern. And then it's just with MLS, you can't just go and get rid of players easily, right? So now you've got all these players of mismatched coaches, right? And like now you finally feel like you've got Pineda's team here, right? You've got the players yeah. that he wants. At least you hope that the, they worked together to bring in this team. And if you sack them right away, I don't know. But you need to see promise. I think everyone knows that this team could score goals. It's defensively. Can they lower that and win a couple games on the road, right? Not blow these leads here. Yeah. And and the the mental errors that this team has had, there's got to be something there that he can do to help stop this. And you now you've got the defensive midfielder. You've got center backs. You know, you've got depth there. You don't, you're not stuck with a few guys. You've got good depth, right? Parada, I don't know. I think you just didn't have great depth back then. You know, you had depth, but it just wasn't good. So time will tell. But it, it really, I think the, the the point of that video was is like Garth might really just want to bring someone in, and he's already got experience. You know, Schmaltzer came in and ended up, you know, with at the mid mid season and kept the job, right? And I was kind of leading to that was well, maybe that could be something Atlanta United could do. They can go out and find someone. But yeah, I think it's just got it's got to get really bad. We overreact too, and we overreacted around around League's Cup, right? When they got embarrassed out of that, there was a time to do it. That was the time. Yeah, and look yeah. what happened. It was dark times. I mean, it was the vibes were were low, right? Oh yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, most fans said, we're not making the playoffs. Like, I think we put a poll out there. Are we going to make the playoffs? Are we not going to make it? And a lot of people thought we weren't because we had the toughest schedule going into that second, you know, or that last third of the season. It, it was just statistically the hardest schedule out there. And we ended up dominating it, right? Scoring, I think, the most goals during that time. Yeah. You know who is on the hot, hot seat, though? It's Dean Smith at Charlotte FC. Explain why. <laughs> Oh, how many coaches has Charlotte FC had since they started? Every one of them. Right. <laughs> Got to catch them all. Yep. Right. Yep, we're going through red and blue and Pokemon at this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a tough one for sure. And, and it sucks because, like, Charlotte has – they have all the building blocks of being a solid yeah. team. I hope they suck. So their owner is, <laughs> like, yeah. George Steinbrenner, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what's holding that team back at this yeah. point. Yeah, exactly. That, that dude doesn't know when to step away and just let exactly. the smarter people do smart things. Yeah, right. All right. Well, I think it's time. Sydney and and myself were a little bit busy today, so we we gave the interview. What's that? No, I was just copying Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer, man, he was, he was coming in hot <laughs> with it in the background. It's time. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> Out of ten, what was that? I don't know. <laughs> what, did, what, what was the what was the rating you gave Nick Firmino for for this preseason game? <laughs> <laughs> and with that, the famous Noah Cobb interview. Atlanta United center back Noah Cobb, um, who is down in Florida currently. Noah, what's going on, man? And nothing much. Uh, preseason's been going good. We're all having a good time. We're we're all enjoying the trip. Uh, so everything's good. How are you? Pretty good, man. Appreciate you hopping on with us, obviously. Um, have you made it? Are y'all still in Tampa or have you made it down to South Florida yet? No, we're we're in South Florida now. We're in South okay. Florida. We've been here for a few days. Okay, sweet. Sweet. So you're uh I guess well I would say a stone's throw distance from from Messi, but he's on his world tour right now, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So just to kind of, you know, I know you've been playing a lot with the twos. Um, you've been killing it in the preseason. Obviously, this year, um, it, a lot of conversation going on about uh, just how consistent and consistently well you've been playing in the preseason. But can you just kind of take everybody through kind of what your Atlanta United journey has been like so far from the beginning? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm originally from Chattanooga. Um and I joined the academy kind of part-time U14 year and then full-time U15. Um, so I played 15s, 17s. Then I kind of started creeping into the twos environment. Played my first game when I was 15. Um, then played, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 games, something like that, that first year as an academy player. And then um signed the next year on the twos contract and played about what was that two years ago um yeah in the our last year in the usl and then now we're here so yeah that's kind of a very broad kind of overview of my my journey so chattanooga is like a like a second home to me i've been going there since i was a kid oh, yeah? but yeah i love we love chattanooga love mm -hmm. chattanooga um 
what was what was it kind of it like growing up there? Because you, you said you got started obviously pretty young with yeah. Atlanta, but what was your your time up in Chattanooga? Was it a specific club? Was it anything that got you into the game up there? Yeah, so I mean, I played for Chattanooga FC. Um, so when I was still in well, the year I moved to the academy here was when Red Bulls kind of started okay. up. So I, I was Red Bulls was never a club when I was yeah. in Chattanooga. Um, so I played for Chattanooga FC. Um, whenever whenever the club started for that, I think it was maybe like U eleven, U twelve ish was when kind of the the club started. And before that, I was just. It was. It, I mean, it was the highest level of club soccer you could play at in Chattanooga. I played. Right. It was a club called ERFC Eastridge FC. Um, so that's what I played for there. And then I mean, yeah, like totally different kind of landscape to the Atlanta youth scene. Um, you know, at tryouts each year, we were having 25, 30 kids at tryouts, opposed to the teams here that you get, you know, two or three hundred. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just it was just completely different. Um, Soccer is not really the main sport there. It's basketball, football, baseball are all, are all much bigger. Um, and I, I played basketball growing up as well. Um, I never played AAU. I just played just played for school. And yeah, I mean, I kind of got into soccer. Just I played. I started out at like the YMCA. Okay. Yeah. Um, my parents just kind of put me in it. We're trying different sports, and I just, I mean, I can't obviously can't really remember when I was that young, but my yeah. parents said that. I loved it. Like I always loved, I would wear my uniform around the house. Like I, I just loved it. So that's kind of, that's kind of how I got started in soccer. My parents just signed me up, not really knowing what was going to come of it. I just, I just loved it. Did you go into it once you, well, I guess once you kind of grew into it, um, was defense, was a defender center back, was that kind of where you thought you would be or, or was that your preferred position? I know most people are like, no, actually definitely not. Um, I didn't start playing center back until like you, like second half of my U15 year. Um, so before that, like in Chattanooga, I was always, you know, an eight, a 10 striker, what, like just whatever. Um, I was always, I mean, to be honest, even if I was a six, I was trying to get up the field a little bit more, (laughs) but yeah, I was always like, I was always a midfielder. That was kind of what I, when people asked me, hey, what position do you play? I just said, I'm a midfielder. Um, and then I kind of slowly started creeping back. And then I started playing center back and I never went, started creeping back forward. So I just kind of <laughs> stayed there. But one thing I will say is I've always had kind of like a defensive mentality towards whatever position I played. I was always like, I never really, like whatever position I played, I always thought defense first so i never i was never i never had like a huge like attacking mind a huge let's go score a bunch of goals i was more i was more defensive no matter where i was well right now the way that the club is going that's that's a good mindset to have Mm because the attackers you know it's it that that's going in the right direction it seems like the defense is going in the right direction now and uh it seems like that mentality that pineda has kind of been talking about is Seems like it's it's creeping to the to the entire club. Am I am I right? Yeah, definitely. I think I think like in terms of defense, it, it's re- it really is like it's a team it's a team game. It start. I mean, you hear you hear coach talking about it. It starts from the very top of the field and goes all the way to the back of the field. And attacking starts all the way from the back of the field and goes all the way to the front of the field. And I think 
I mean, no one appreciates the strikers and the wingers and the attacking midfielders pressing more than center backs and, and fullbacks, right. you know, because it, ma it makes our life easier. And, yeah, I think this preseason we've done a lot of work on it. I think it's getting a lot better. It's still a work in progress. But I think everyone's really bought into the – to the idea like hey we gotta we gotta defend and we gotta we gotta keep the ball out of our net and i think i think that becomes a habit i think you start taking pride in that and i think it's and it's something that you can build your confidence with when you when you know like hey we're not going to concede goals so we just gotta we just you know it, it gets everybody else on the field more confidence when you know hey we're not going to concede goals so I know with the twos and it, and it may be different even, even from the twos to the first team or club to club, but is there a conversation in the locker room at the end of a match when, when y'all have a clean sheet, when a team has a clean sheet, is it, you know, cause I think as, as you know, journalists or podcasters or just fans of the game, whatever, like we see a clean sheet and I'm like, yeah, that's freaking amazing. Does, does the, do the players make that big of a deal of it too? Oh, absolutely. I know us defenders do. Um, yeah. And even even the attackers, they, you know, before the, the the games, they're the ones saying, "Hey, clean sheet, clean sheet," you know. So so they understand how big it is because, you know, I mean, you could score three goals but lose four three. You know, yeah. if if you if you don't let in any goals, you, you can't lose the game. It's, right. it's impossible, you know. And I think also a lot more so. I mean, attacking as well, but I think defending is a lot. It's 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 like just a big mindset, like. It's not fun. Like nobody wants to be the guy like throwing his body in there, you know, but it's, it's what you got to do and yeah. you learn to love it over time. And, you know, at this level, we've all gotten used to it, but, you know, I think, I think it's just really, you know, when if Brooks jumps the next guy, like I got your back, you know, having the confidence in each other. Like if I go, this guy's got my back and I think just communication as well. Yeah, for sure. So you personally, I guess I know I know some some players are they kind of keep it close to the chest. Others are pretty open about it. And so it's totally up to you. But what are your some of your personal goals for the season going forward? Yeah, I mean, obviously, top of the list is just as many first team minutes as I could possibly get. Um, that's number one. And, you know, I don't think necessarily my growth as a player this year can be determined by how many minutes I got this year versus last year, you know, it's all, it can be, it can all be dependent on the circumstance. Right. Um, so I like to set goals for myself that don't really involve numbers. Like, you know, for example, like I had four appearance, four first team appearances last year. Okay. Let's get five this year. I like to just more stuff like, you know, be brave, focus on communication more, watch more film, that type of stuff, stuff that you can actually control um, more so than focusing on numbers. But yeah, I think my main goal is just as many minutes as possible. And then some of the smaller goals were to really work on my communication, um, to be a lot braver and trust myself in, in uncomfortable situations in the box. Yeah. Um, and then another big one for me was just watching more film and asking more questions as well. Was so was that something that you tried to focus on, or was there anything specific in the off season that you tried to focus on, or was it just all about taking a break, getting away from it all, and just relaxing? Um, I did 
I probably, I mean, I went on a 10 day vacation with my family. Um, but other than that, I was pretty much at the facility. Um, pretty much a large majority of the off season. Um, I was really just focused on all things defending, like a big thing that the assistant coaches and Gonzalo has said to me was just footwork. And it seems small, but it saves you a second, half a second. And that can be yeah. the difference in, you know, a good clearance or a bad clearance. And I think just getting the small details, like your body shape, your footwork, um, and all that stuff is, is the foundation for the, for like winning your duels, like aerial duels and one V ones. I think kind of the footwork and the, and the body shape is the foundation for that stuff. So that's what I was really working on. Okay. Awesome. So then that kind of brings up my next, my next question. Is there a particular player uh, anywhere in the world that you kind of look at and say, you know, their game is, is very close to what I'm, I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't play anymore, but Nemanja Vidic. Okay. He's someone that, you know, he's not necessarily the biggest guy. Um, I kind of like that profile, like him, Sergio Ramos. They're not yeah, super tall. They're around my size. Um, but just the fearlessness and like how they go into tackles, how, how they command the back line. You can really feel their presence. That's, that's the type of player I want to be. Sweet. For sure. Well, it's, it's been, I think it's been seen because we talk about it and I've talked about it with like Jason Longshore, um, calling some, some of y'all's games and everything. It's one of the, the words that comes up very often with you is fearless. Uh, even when you were younger, <laughs> you know, especially playing in USL, yeah. you're playing with grown men and you're just like, whatever, dude, I'm, I'm as big yeah, as y'all. Exactly. <laughs> I think, so, yeah, I definitely think in the USL getting smacked around a little bit was good. Was good for the development. Yeah, that sometimes getting thrown into the fire. For oh sure. yeah, for sure, for sure. So, so speaking of that, actually, and I, I'm not trying to bring up a bad memory. You got thrown into the fire, like the fire fire last year against Columbus. Yeah. in that away match. Yep. And just talk about how you mentally go to a game like that where it was just, it was rough all around, you know, it, it was just a tough performance and that happens in sports, but how do you come out of that? Um, and, and kind of stay positive and stay, you know, focused on what the, what the ultimate goal is. Right. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like I didn't know how to feel after the game. Um, you know, like when you, when you think about your debut, like you think about, you know, winning, have, like celebrating in the like, you know, good feelings in the locker room after you get home, you're celebrating with your family. But like, I, I wasn't happy. Like, obviously I wasn't happy. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't really like, it was tough because I wanted to be happy. Like I just made my MLS debut and it was what right. I've been working for that entire year. Um, but I didn't really know how to feel. And I had a, I did have a pretty tough time, like mentally processing, like what happened, like, obviously that hadn't happened that year and then I get, and then I'm playing and then it happens. So is this my fault? You know what I mean? Like all those right. thoughts kind of cross your head. Um, but I think talking with, with the coaches, people like Caleb, Tyler, um, I even talked to Quentin a little bit. Um, and then Ben are, uh, like mental, mental coach. Um, yeah. and they, they just kind of helped me like, Hey, like that, that stuff happens. Like it, it's professional soccer. Like, sometimes everything that goes wrong goes wrong and i think i mean i think that was a really good way to put it because 
every time Columbus shot the ball, it went in the goal. And yeah. I, think, I think it was just one of those games where, you know, every loose ball went to them. Every time he tackled them, it just somehow went back to them. And I think everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And I think looking back on it, I'm kind of glad that happened because that was a huge learning experience for me. And in my head, I was saying, well, it can't really get any worse. So then I think that kind of helped me play into that fearless mentality next time I stepped on the field. That, that's awesome. Uh, and I, and I know, I know the fans love that kind of thing because I know it's tough, you know, and yeah. I think it's a good life lesson too, right? You know, stuff's going to happen. Sure. Like crap's going to yeah. happen in a soccer game. Stuff's going to happen in life. Yeah, for sure. You just got to gotta move past it. Right. So on the team now, uh, who are you kind of, who are you kind of close with? Who are you kind of learning from? Who are you, I guess, hanging out with down there in, in Florida? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm me, Caleb, and Tyler are pretty close. Um, you know, we, me and Tyler are pretty good golf buddies, and we uh, we're trying to get Caleb into it a little bit. Okay. So, um, and then like more so like learning from and stuff. I'm like me and Derek Williams have talked, have been talking a lot. Okay. Um, you know, he's a, he's played in MLS, he's played in England, um, and he's you know he's someone that it's not always me going to him. He's offering up information to me without me asking sometimes, which for a young player like me, it makes me feel really good. And yeah, I like, I just appreciate that coming from an older, more experienced player. Sweet. Um, it's, it's funny because the first, one of these first that we had on, um, Steon Gregerson was kind of the, the guy that everybody's so fascinated with because, you know, I, I don't know if you've heard the quote. Norwegians are awesome. I don't know if that if if that's. I've I've been hearing that. I've been hearing that fly around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you, you can you can thank Aiden for that. That was that was his. But uh, so but no, you know, having a guy that that played overseas, having Derek, another guy that played in England and has been here, uh, is that is that a little bit different than kind of the center back core that that you've had over the past couple of years? Is it? Do you feel like you're able to? get a lot more out of it as a young player? I mean, I think the center back group last year overall was good. Like yeah. we were all really close with each other. We all got along. We all talked and stuff. But I think this year there's, there's just, there seems to be like a different level of focus. Like there seems to be a different level of, you know, pride. And that's not saying we didn't have pride or anything last year, but I just think we were just that little bit closer with that little bit, more group we, we seem to be more of a group and we seem to be you know really taking goals against us personally and, and i think we're all we're all open to each other we all enjoy each other and i think we all enjoy the the competition and trainings and in games sweet sweet what's been so this is just kind of a kind of a fun question what's been your favorite yeah. part of the, the preseason now that you've kind of been with them for a couple weeks I'm trying to think um well, it would have been the be one of the best parts. Me and Tyler were going to try to play uh, the Trump National Course here, but the, the price has got a little too high. Oh, um, yeah. But, I mean, in terms of soccer, I would just th I just think the consistency of our performances have been great. Like, you know, we've, we're, we've had an undefeated preseason so far, and I think, you know, building that winning culture and that winning habit has been, you know, really fun to be a part of. Who's a better golfer? Tyler, I, okay. I won't. I won't lie. <laughs> T 
Tyler's really good. You know, he can he can go out and shoot par on any given day. Um, I'm more so. I would say my average is probably either 80 or 81, somewhere in there. Okay. I can leak down into the 78, 79 range every once in a while, but I would say on average I'm you know 80 to 81. So I'm not a bad golfer. Tyler's Tyler's just too good. I mean, he's yeah. He he seems like he's gonna go like the PGA route one day when he retires. Oh yeah. I can see that. He's got the game. He's got the game. Okay. Hey, there you go. Yeah. It's fun to watch. That's, that's good. That's good. All right. So I got a few, um, we, I don't know. We, we call them kind of like rapid fire questions, but they're not super rapid fire. They're just going to be kind of fun. Take your time to answer, but, um, just kind of fun questions. What's your pregame playlist kind of consist of? I actually don't really listen to music before games i i'm I'm one of the guys that just listens to whatever's on in the locker room and i'm kind of just you know i'm not a big headphones guy i don't like how it makes my head feel i don't like you know i don't like feeling like i have a dent in my head when i'm going out for (laughs) warm-ups um and then airpods don't really fit in my ear so i just kind of listen to whatever's on all right that it's so funny because i think everybody just assumes like oh you know you see you see players getting ready for a match and yeah. they've got yeah. headphones on or something. Right. And so I've asked that question now to you, to Tyler and to Aiden and all three. Yeah. Aiden I was mean, like, I could listen to some Avril Lavigne or I was like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. To be honest, Shonda, Shonda's pregame playlist that gets played on the speaker is, is good. Like, okay. It does the job. All right. There you go. As long as you got somebody that's, that's getting exactly, in the right, right exactly, exactly. All right. So, are there any other pregame rituals that you have of any kind? Um, not really. Um, I would say kind of the main one is I go on like a little walk with my with my parents. Um, in the mornings, just like a little walk around our little townhouse community. That that's that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Do you have a favorite player in general? And I know you you mentioned a couple earlier, but is there is would it be the same answer? Or do you have a favorite just favorite player of of any position? I mean, growing up, it was always Wayne Rooney. He was always like my favorite player because I'm yeah. a big Man United fan. Um, <laughs> no, he's good. Yeah. Bring, bring him on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Luke. Yeah, they they're coming. But um, yeah, it's um. Growing up, my favorite player was always Wayne Rooney. Um, yeah, that's about it. Tell him howdy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. And you, but you, you didn't when when Wayne was with DC as a coach or obviously a player, but you didn't, you weren't on any any of those matches, were you? No, no, no I wasn't okay. a part of those. Okay. Um, if you had a any particular dream team that you would love to play for? I know you just said, man, you, would that be the answer or would there be yeah, any? Definitely. any yeah. Okay. Okay. So you, since you're, I wasn't going to ask this, I actually asked it Tyler last week, but now that I know you're into golfing as well, what's your dream golf course? I mean, I feel like the obvious answer is Augusta. Um, yeah. but I would say also like Pebble Beach is up there. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I feel like in terms of, iconic golf courses that you think about when you see on TV and stuff, I would say, you know, Pebble Beach, Augusta, maybe like Sawgrass in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Sweet. Um, are there any <laughs> are there any nicknames that you have that you want to share? <laughs> I mean, the one that that's kind of picked up um, like social media attention is Cobb Salad. Um, <laughs> And that actually started. He's right here, but that was Luke. Luke came up with that. Um, it was he wanted. They thought it would be good, a good uh, gamer tag. So they can, they convinced me to put that as my gamer tag, and now everyone just kind of calls me that. Okay, sweet. FIFA. No, is it, is no, it's Call of Duty. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah. hey, right there with you on that. Um, okay. So here's here's the. Here's the last, the last one I got. This has been going around social media a lot. Can we know who put butter in their coffee? I don't know if you, did you, I'm assuming you saw this thing with Dax. I've, I've seen the, the butter in the coffee thing, but I'm going to be honest. I have not witnessed anyone putting butter in their coffee yet. All right. So the secret, the secret remains. (laughs) Or the, the, if, the if I do, I would say it, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you drink coffee? No, I don't. I don't drink okay. coffee. Well, if you ever decide to drink coffee, I can't tell you to put butter in your coffee. <laughs> don't yeah, know. I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know about that one. Yeah, I don't. It, it, I don't know about butter in the coffee. It doesn't. Doesn't. It doesn't do it for me. But hey, if if it's got some magical powers, by all means, by all means, whoever it is, keep doing it. Um. No, that's that's all I got, man. I, it was it was a pleasure. It was a great time. And uh, is there any any other final message you want to give to the fans before we let you go? Uh, I mean, I think you know we're we're gonna try. We're gonna give it our all this season. We're we're really looking forward to the to the season coming up. And I think we have really high expectations for ourselves. And yeah, we're just we're looking forward to getting it started. Sweet. All right. Noah Cobb, everyone. Best of luck to you, man. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And tell Luke we said howdy back there. <laughs> I will. Team defense. Everyone's Everyone we've talked to talking about playing some defense. That's what you want to hear when you've allowed 864 goals in the last two seasons, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I like it. I like that everybody that we've spoken to, not just on the show, but being at the training ground and everything else is so on the same page. Mm -hmm. That's, that's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah. And that doesn't always happen either. Like I played on teams before and hockey's different, but you've got some guys that just don't care about coming back and playing defense. Like that's just happens. Right. And it's not just, you know, high school level. That's in every league. There's guys that are my, you know, they could score a ton of goals, but they're minus players because they just constantly, you know, don't go back and help on the defense side. And that's what really makes a complete player and can, can also make a complete team. And you're starting to see that. And, you know, I always, I think that having a clean sheet in the preseason has to be difficult because it's just so many different combinations you're thrown up against. And they did it last week. It's a good sign, right? Yep. I loved when he was talking about his experiences with the six one last year and you know he was like, Oh my gosh, this did it happen before I played and now here I am and you're getting put out the building. So I really liked what he was talking about, he, you know, being honest about his struggles with that and then just talking to players on the team, talking to Ben who's been part of the team. I think last year, I don't know if he's still with them this year, but um, 
they brought in that metal coach Ben. But yeah, I was glad that he was able to really get honest with how he felt, and I hope that he really does. He's up um, situations like that to get better because as a young player, it's just so easy to, you know. Let that keep you down, but I'm glad yeah. that he's looking back at it and saying, "Hey, I want to use this to get better. I want to not dwell on this. I want to take the next step past that." Yeah, for sure. And you know, I, I think it's also one of those moments too where you have to remember that these people are human, guys. Like, yeah. you know, we we have shows and we have podcasts and we have outlets and there's news media and everything else and. I can tell you from experience being in the spotlight at times like that, you know, where, where everybody's judging you and like writing articles and crap about you is just, it's like, man, but I did my best, you know, and it can get overwhelming and it can be very, very uh, negative at times. Right. So the fact that Atlanta one brought in Ben, well, I think it was at the beginning of last year, to help out with not just that, but just in general. Right. And then going forward and, and being able to, uh, do to, I guess to have that kind of maturity to do what he needed to do and hear from his teammates, more importantly, to kind of move past such a rough loss, which again, wasn't his fault. It's yeah. just refreshing. I think it's nice to see. And, it, and it's also a reminder that like, yeah, you, these are humans that we're dealing with. And like I said in the interview, sometimes stuff like that can be a life lesson, man. Okay. You know, you get you get whooped and it sucks, but you just got to put it behind you and go forward. It can. Um, before we move on, we have a um, question for Tommy in our chat, and this will only make sense if you've saw our um, season preview uh, <laughs> that we put out. Damn it! I'm asking, damn it, Tommy, do you feel that? Luis Arruju was that type of player always wanted to come back and defend. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're listening after the fact, you didn't see his eyes bug out when he right. <laughs> my eyes, My eyes bugged out. I had, a, I had a, like... the most natural rant I think I've ever had on our preview. <laughs> and if you go to a, go to Twitter, we, we posted it on there, or just go watch the full season preview it's it's something miguel alaruju or louise barry oh Zilf, i hate you so much just gonna go upstairs and yell at my kids for all these Tommy's not gonna make it through tonight's episode what's wrong dad because we brought up alaruju and barry barry's got two goals two goals <laughs> Go to bed, Dad. Jeez. Uh, who's dropping money in the Arujo jar then? Tim. <laughs> Tim, you Tim. owe us. <laughs> We're keeping track. Patreona, your Patreon account has been deducted one extra dollar right. this month. We're sorry. <laughs> We're sorry about that. No, I, I, I enjoyed that. Uh it it's nice to hear from these young players. And where they've come from, and how you know their goal is is to is to be the starters because you don't get that all the time, right? You know, a lot of especially big teams like Atlanta United, they go out and for the young kids because there's just so high expectations. It's hard for some of these young kids 
to be able to live up to those expectations, to be able to make that starting roster, right? And we've seen successes with Bello and Wiley, right? Like those are the two biggest ones. Um, you're seeing Tyler Wolf, you know, get into that. And like, that's great. But it's not, a, it's not a guaranteed thing. Now, for some teams out there that don't spend a lot of money, it's a little bit easier to get into those teams here. For Atlanta United, it's not high expectations across the board. And if it's not working out with the young kids, what are they going to do? They're going to pull out their pocketbook and go find someone that's going to do it. And unfortunately, you know, that kid might not get a chance. And we're, But we're seeing that continue to grow. And, you know, I, I know there's been some hits on Pineda, but I think Pineda's been doing a pretty good job at, at bringing some of these kids up to speed to be able to produce right away. Again, s- small sample size. But for me, no, be able to come into that game, score a goal. Uh, you know, you saw in the, uh, the last, maybe the last... AmFam Cup, right? You saw some young players really step up in that game. Uh, you, you hope, you hope a, a player like Hobbs going to be able to come in. You know, whether it's this season, because I don't think there's a guarantee. I mean, you you both, you, know, you got beards on the line here, right? Next week, who's starting? <laughs> I mean, we'll find out. Maybe Cobb starts. I, I don't think he does. No, but he hasn't done any. I, I said he quit being so negative. Ah, <laughs> we're gonna start a negative jar for you. With, ah, with, no, with, with I, all, I, I, I'm not respect. saying, but just, just yes, yes. Cobb family and whoever's listening, I believe in you. I'm sorry for this guy over here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this guy over here, over here. I'm, I, I, I'm so yeah, Tim. There's a beard bet. We'll talk about it later. Um, I get to shave it at the home opener. It's going to be super exciting. But, like, he's making that decision hard. I, I understand, you know, that he it's 95% chance he doesn't. But all of those players have done a really good job. And, you know, Abram, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a chance he's not even here at the end, at, by the, last, at the end of the, the transfer window. Maybe they go and they look for something else. I don't know. Maybe Cobb is done enough you know in their eyes to be able to be that third guy on there we'll see yeah. He'll get but with time. that i think so yeah but they're gonna they're, but here's the thing they are going to take the open cup seriously yep. this season there is no way after that embarrassment of last season that they're gonna go throw out some random squad there's no way they have to they have to win that first round Absolutely. I will say this. You know who was really good in that match, that Open Cup match last year? Who? Noah Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, a, it was a cluster in a lot of ways, for sure. And, and you can definitely chalk that up to a lot of chemistry, you know, with a lot of these players having never played together. And, and you probably could have fielded a stronger lineup in general for Open Cup. But got to give a shout out to Noah. Not just because he was on the show, but he had yeah. a strong match. Yeah. So we're going to have to challenge them. Scarves and Spikes versus Atlanta United and Call of Duty. I think it's going to happen. For it. I'm here for it. Hey, Paul, that might be you, a Call of Duty? I mean, I haven't played it in a while, but I think it'd be fine. I wouldn't be against it. We'll All right, so it here's work. what we do. Sydney, uh, just gonna set up your loadout. You're gonna sit back. 
and and you just you just pick people off. All right, depending on what map we're playing. Me and Tommy will be the cannon fodder. Let's go. Can I just snipe people? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do whatever you want. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk after the show. <laughs> so one more preseason match this Saturday. Not televised anywhere. We're we're back Not to the either. dark ages. Yep. Sporting Kansas City. What would you like to read in tweets about how this <laughs> this match goes? Do you want to see the full starting line? Do you expect to see whoever's starting in Columbus to start this game? And does Almada play? Um, no to Almada says he hasn't been with the team for a little bit. And again, you already know where you're getting from him. He's just, he's getting to start. Um, but I think outside of that, yes, you see more traditional starting 11. Yakamakis, hopefully... Um, He's back from his knock, hit a little knock he's been dealing with. Hopefully he's back. Uh, Tip saying in the chat, full-time and no one injured. Exactly. <laughs> um, but no, with the known quantity, quantity players, actually, I think I said um, already, I don't think you play Yakamakis since you already know what you're going to get from him. So yeah. He's not up for a starting gig. He's starting day one. So I don't think you start him. I don't think you start Almada. You may bring him in the second half. Who knows? Um, but I'd certainly expect to see somewhat close to first choice starting eleven out there for Sporting Kids against Sporting Kansas City, and I'd expect the same for Atlanta United. Or I, I, I'm sorry, Sporting Kansas City. I expect Peter Vermees to do the same because this is kind of your tune-up match before the regular season. Um, you've already seen what you can see from the younger players. You already kind of work some of the bugs out not all of them but some of them now you can kind of put a first choice starting 11 with some exceptions of course and then treat this a little bit more like a traditional mls match so i wouldn't be surprised to see again first choice starting 11 with a few exceptions that i've mentioned beforehand so that's just my two cents yakamakis is injured but he's practicing right yeah omar asking in the chat isn't yakamakis injured uh yeah he he had picked up again. I have to preface this every time by saying this is not like a middle of the season injury where it's like, oh no. You know what like Sydney said, you know what you're getting out of Yakamaka. So you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna try to push anything. If he says, Hey, I feel something in my hamstring, well that hamstring's getting a rest. It's a, a knock. It's a knock. Yeah. It's so. nothing significant. I wouldn't be worried about it, especially even for, for opening day. Yeah, he'll yeah be they're being extra precautious with him. Extra precautious, which is fun. Um, He's pretty good against but, Columbus, too. That's true. That's true. <laughs> no, and, and my two cents on the, on the whole SKC thing is... Um, so, so it's going to be two normal 45-minute halves. I know that. So there's no, like, funny business with you know, 30 minute periods or none of that kind of stuff. But I expect a mostly first choice starting 11. I think you, this is your opportunity to give Steon Gregerson a, a full 45, get him kind of really situated. 
he he's not out of fitness. He hasn't been playing because they don't want to overwork him because he was playing in Bordeaux nonstop before this. So that's the other one people keep asking about. That he's not hurt that I know of that I've been told. He's just they're just they know what they got out of him. They know what they have, and they're not going to overwork him because he's been playing already. Just like Yakamakis coming into the season last year, he was already coming off Champions League and and Scottish Premiership and everything else. So like you're not going to force something that you don't need to force. I think you get him for 45. I think you get Caleb hopefully for 60 to 70 because you can tell that they've been trying to build him up to that first week kind of match fitness. And I think, because I see it in the chat, Tim asking who starts Saturday, Guzan or Cohen. I think I'll go back to what I've been saying. I think it's going to be Cohen. Um, Other than that. So he's your opening day starter? That's, yeah, I mean. Not, I mean, not because it's any, any kind of knock against Guzan, but I just think I think Josh Cohen is going to be the one. Why? Because I think you at this point you have more of a known quantity with Guzan coming off of his MCL and the issues that he had last year from New York. Obviously, the Achilles from before. You have a lot of injuries going around in his lower extremities. And do I think he's got the fight? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. That's never going to leave Brad Guzan. Do I think he can do the job? A hundred percent. I'm not knocking Brad Guzan at all. However, I think what this team sorely lacked last year in a goalkeeper was just that last ditch shot stopping ability. And I think Josh Cohen is going to be able to provide that. If nothing else, for the fact that he has slightly more youthful legs than Brad Guzan. And he is a known shot stopper. Mm. He has, we've seen him just a small sample size in the preseason of him extending out, you know, trying his freaking darndest to do his best fantastic four impression and stretch out and completely reach out for a ball that he was never going to get to. So I, I like what I've seen out of him. And I think, I think he is going to be what the team needs that ultimately could be the difference between, um, you know, three points in a match or one point or no points. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. So who do you say, Sydney? I don't want to know who surprises you. Who Who's starting? Who's starting against Columbus? I don't care about sporting. I don't care about preseason anymore. But I'm over Cohen. that. Who's starting? Who's starting? Cohen. Cohen. Oof. Oof. What do you think? You disagree? I'm a Brad Batty. We're 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 <laughs> our, our, our group here. I no, I I I want it to be Cohen because I want to see what he can do. But for some reason there's something with me that thinks that Brad's gonna get the chance to lose that job. Yeah. Now does Brad start on Saturday though? I don't care. Just be honest with you. Like, by, I think whoever starts, whoever starts on Saturday is a starter the next week. So, I'll say Brad. Sure. We shall see. I, I, I'm, I'm yeah. curious. Yeah, I mean, one it, of it our, really could go either way. Honestly, one of yeah. our beards is going to look like Brad's head by the end of this. <laughs> we also yeah. shall sponsor see us, Gillette. You. Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on, Gillette, you can do it. I'm not. I'm so sorry. If they look, if they sponsor us, if they sponsor us, I will if. do it. 
<laughs> All right. Challenge Only accepted. I'll throw it back in about three days. It, I'll, still, I'll still do it. They already sponsored that one guy and his dad. Like, Oh, uh, yeah. What, 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 did, what, so. I mean, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, we're a little bit more fun than that. Yeah. Me and Brad could do like a promo. Right. <laughs> he can shave his head and I can shave my beard. and It'll be magical. Yeah. So after Saturday, we are officially on the road to the first week of MLS season. We've got a lot planned. Uh, we're going to be doing some special videos during the week. Uh, we're trying to get together with some Columbus popular podcasts. We're showing up on other Columbus podcasts. We're going to be very busy next week. We've got our show on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Come check it out. We're going to be doing watch-alongs. I don't know if we've finalized where our watch-along is going to be, but we'll talk about that next week. <coughs> Excuse me. We'll be doing uh, Patreon. Again, our favorite thing that we do, we do watch-alongs. What does that mean? A road game? If you've got nowhere to go, I know some people go out and watch at the bars. If you're just sitting at home and you want someone to talk to about the game, my wife's usually reading during the games, and you know I need someone to talk to. I've got these guys. I've got our Patreon members. We hop on Zoom. We chat about the game. We do shots. Tyler's you know, passing out, calling off work the next day on Wednesday <laughs> nights when we're doing the watch-alongs. It's a ton of fun. It's our favorite thing that we do. Check out the Patreon. We'll be doing some other cool stuff on there as well. Uh, again, you know, you see all those practice, uh, all, all the notes from training. These guys get it out before, right? They get notes out. They get some audio there. Um, check out our website. Uh, you know, we started that up mid-season last year. We're going to be doing, thank you, Tim. Watch-alongs are a good time. I will add that and say they're a magical time. Our website, though, <laughs> we are going to be doing articles throughout the throughout the season. Um, you know, notes from practice, post-game, match day, anything you want. Maybe I'll start throwing some stuff out there. You know, I'll have to do it mid, like mid-match, because that'll be more fun <laughs> just to see and not hit spell check. I won't hit spell check. We'll we'll see there. But see, magical. Keep it PG, Tommy. Sure. But yeah, we we we're you know we're really taking every year we've taken to the next level spaces to this show to Patreon and now we're expanding the Patreon and we're expanding what we do here too. We want to put as much content out there uh, as we can. Thank you for hanging out with us. But next week it's the real thing, right? I we're this is we've all been practicing here. If we've been off our game for the last couple of weeks, we apologize. We're stretching. We'll be ready next week. And predictions are back. We'll have new rules to that. And the the wooden spoon winner Sydney has guaranteed victory. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what happens. He's, he's trying to pull a twenty twenty three Cincinnati. Right. Yeah, that's what he's trying. But for lots, all of us, you, yes, lots of you. stuff. And yeah, like thank you. like Tommy said, thank you guys. Stay tuned. Hit, hit that music. And it's going to hit different next week. If you're a live show enthusiast. What does that mean? Yeah. Oh, he froze. We don't know. This, oh, oh, this no. is called the cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, no. What were you going to say? Uh, oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying. Well, we didn't hear what you said. I, if you're a live show I, We didn't hear you. You froze. Oh, no. Seriously? You said yeah. if you were a live show listener. Oh. 
Dude, that's amazing. Okay, no, I said if you're a live show enthusiast, you should keep an eye, a very close eye on our social media because we have some stuff planned. Ah, I know what it is. Jurgen Dom, everyone. Jurgen Dom. <laughs> Practice. I can't believe we made it to Jurgen Dom already tonight. That's, hey, right at the end, baby. Thank you all. <laughs>